0: On Tuesday, February 28th, the Cosumnes Community Services District and the City of Elk Grove held the fourth and final presentation on how they want to spend the money generated by the voter-approved Measure E. That measure will impose a new sales tax effective April 1st, 2023 on most consumer purchases in the City of Elk Grove. The new tax levy will generate about $23 million annually for the City and the CCSD. I'm Dan Garrity. On this edition of Elk Grove News Podcast, we are providing an audio recording of that presentation. Among the speakers after the opening remarks by Crystal Love-Lazard were Elk Grove City Manager Jason Berman, CCSD General Manager Joshua Green, Elk Grove's Public Works Manager Jeff Werner, and the CCSD's Park Manager Philip Lewis. The presentation was how that outgrows District 56 facility.
1: So if we haven't met, my name is Crystal Lovlazard. I'm the city's community engagement manager. Um, I'm really appreciative. This is the fourth in a series of conversations we're having around Measure E expenditures. So thank you. I see a lot of familiar faces, but some new faces. So we are going to go over some of the background. We'll just learn it even more for those of you that are. Have been here. Raise your hand if you've been here four times. Oh, this is your fourth. Nice. Okay, three times. Two times. Raise your hand if this is your first time. Yay! I love it. Okay. So, what are we doing here? We um, are. We're, we're going to go through the history of Measure E, kind of like what has happened, leading us up to this. Um, we're gonna talk about some survey findings and what the community priorities have been. And we're gonna talk about next steps where we go with this, including a citizen advisory committee. And so if you're interested to volunteer to be appointed for that, the deadline is tomorrow. And then really the main focus of tonight is to talk about maintaining roads and parks. So there's gonna be a short presentation, and then we're really gonna break into these small groups and you have access to a lot of staff and we want you to react to the ideas that you're gonna hear presented tonight and come up with additional ones. This is a conversation, we're not making any decisions. Okay, I don't think we're gonna need this as much as we needed it last night. It's a smaller group that they'll think road pavement is as passionate as of it, but I could be wrong. So, but I do ask, there's a couple you know, meeting agreements, please be courteous and respectful towards each other's ideas. So if someone puts up something that you don't agree with, You can put a dot next to it to to express that feeling but don't don't kind of you know berate each other not that you would but please don't Um, take space is a reminder for people that are quieter to please speak up and make space is a reminder for people like me who like to talk a lot to please make space for other voices and then please just know that we're going to share ideas in the small groups so please utilize that to the fullest potential there's a lot of staff out there wanting to hear your ideas Um, but I'm going to pass off the history part to Jason Barrowman as our city manager and Josh Green to do, from the CSD, to do sort of that history context.
2: Thank you, Crystal. And thank you all for being here, especially those that have been here through all four of these. Or if you're this is your first time or second time, we're grateful that you're here and participating in this discussion. This, this dialogue it really is important. It means a lot to the city. Um Jason Bremlin, the city manager here for the wonderful city of Elk Grove, and my friend here, Josh Green, is the general manager for the CSD. And we've partnered together, the city and the CSD, throughout this journey of, of measure here, and we remain committed um, to providing excellent services for our community. We both provide unique services here in Elk Grove. And so um, you're going to hear tonight about streets, which is streets and traffic and things of that nature, which is provided by the city and parks services are provided by the CSD so it's a it's a great and natural partnership and when we, when we talked and originally spoke about doing a, a tax measure we wanted to hear from the community about what the priorities were and of course a lot of services that came and were provided by both the city and the CSD came up and so that's where the partnership started. You can see up on this slide a little bit of the history I'm not going to go through all of that but we did do a lot of outreach with our community, a lot of community meetings, we did surveys and polls and other things to really get from our our residents what was most important in that which things rose at the top of the list and we've had other meetings as crystal mentioned about some of those priorities uh, last night was about addressing homelessness we had uh, public safety police and fire we also had economic development so tonight is the final of those four talking about streets and parks i'm gonna have josh i
3: think we're to a little bit about a uh, little bit about those priorities all
2: right
3: good evening everyone again my name is josh Ragrino with cosumness community services district I just wanna first express uh, my appreciation to those of you who are joining us tonight. Um, Welcome back. There is a lot of familiar faces here again, and I see a lot of folks um, that we see out in the community, so thank you again for all your dedication, not just tonight, but for all that you do. Um, I'm gonna talk briefly just on the survey results. So we did some community polling, um, in addition to the community outreach work that Jason just spoke about. Um, We went out to nearly 30 different groups, as well as a citizen advisory group, and, really vetted the polling results and um, shared this information with the community. So I'm going to be pretty brief tonight, as I saw many of you have been here before, um, and you've probably heard this multiple times. Um, But as you can see from the polling results, overall, um, there were a lot of really great community priorities that show up in the polling results, and really high numbers of things that are important or extremely important to this community. Um, At the top of the list there, you see rapid 911, fire, police, medical emergency, disaster response, Um, The second there, keeping public areas safe and clean. Um, You'll see a number of uh, items around public spending disclosure, uh, requiring funds to be locally controlled, addressing homelessness, which was last night's topic here. Um, In addition, you'll see maintaining streets there at 77% and maintaining parks there at 76% and then into repairing potholes, maintaining uh, streets again, use crime gang prevention programs and a number of topics. And so these topics were all vetted um, based on these polling results and categorized into three different um, kind of buckets if you will or, or um, groupings and so you've got the public safety grouping um which has a number of those same items as you saw in the polling results and things we heard from the community and the quality of life there at the bottom um, and then the roads and park safety which is maintaining streets maintaining parks which is why we're here tonight so um, Thank you again for taking your time and spending it with us to give us feedback and input. We're really looking forward to the conversations.
2: So a little bit more about measure eight did pass in November with 54% of the votes. Uh, we also as part of the ballot measure required a citizens oversight committee, which are in the process of forming right now, actually to- tomorrow is when the, the nomination of the application period closes. So if you're interested in serving on that committee and you haven't yet submitted your application please and certainly encourage you to do that um, just one final thing tax revenue or the tax goes into effect on April 1st that's when you start to see that and your purchases in the city will start to receive those revenues at the end of June into July So a little bit more about that oversight committee so there's five committee members that will be appointed by kind uh, of the mayor with the encouragement of the city council and consultation with the CSD board president here's some things that we're looking for one of the individuals yesterday asked um, asked me if these were requirements many of these are not so the Elk Grove resident registered voter requirements 18 years old those are requirements Um, the 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 accounting background and some of the other things are good things to have but they're not necessarily a requirement so council has flexibility to appoint people that they think will provide um, really good feedback um, to them and be a good watchdog oversight committee of these taxpayer dollars so just just a brief kind of review of what that oversight committee is tasked with doing eventually they'll be looking at the budget that will be prepared between the city and the CSD and making sure that it aligns with those community priorities that Josh mentioned and then throughout uh, the year and throughout years going forward they'll be responsible for reviewing how those funds are spent issuing an annual report back to the council and the community that shows exactly how those dollars are are spent and that's it, I'm gonna invite up Jeff Warner, who's gonna talk a little about streets and traffic, as well as um, our CSD partner, here, Phil, and I'll let them uh, get started. I'm just gonna say one more thing before I turn it over to them. Um, one of the questions I had yesterday was why we don't have our city council here or the CSD board members, and that's by design. Um, we have 10 elected officials between both districts, and we thought it would be too much. This is an opportunity for us to hear from you. All the information is being is being uh, written down. And so these PowerPoints are also put up on our website. And so all the information, things that you're gonna share with us here, we're gonna be presented back to the city council, the board, so we get a sense of, and they get a sense of what uh, the dialogue has been and what the comments that you you have to offer them in their deliberations as they go forward in the coming months. And they consider adopting an expenditure plan and budgets for Measuri. This all goes into part of that that process. So that's it, Jeff. (laughs) Thank you, Jason.
4: Good evening, everyone. Thanks for being here with us this evening. Uh, I know many of you have been to most of our Measure E Community Conversations, but kudos to you for coming this evening. This is the most important conversation I've so seen. I think Phil would agree. Um, Phil and I are gonna talk about strategies and programs that are going to uh, address pavement maintenance, traffic congestion, as well as enhancing and maintaining parks. <clears throat> so when it comes to pavement maintenance, pavement is the city's largest asset. The value of our pavement is upwards of $700 million, so we naturally invest a lot in maintaining that pavement as it uh, provides better gas mileage for your vehicle, less wear and tear on your vehicle, uh, and can actually help improve traffic congestion in of itself when the pavement is well maintained. Our current pavement condition index, we're proud to say, is among the highest in the county and we certainly would like to keep it that way. We currently spend $9 million annually on pavement maintenance. Uh, However, $11 million approximately is needed to keep that PCI, which is the Payment Condition Index. I was reminded that most people don't know what that is, but that is the condition of the payment. It's a measure that we use. We inspect our payments regularly, uh, and it it goes into a formula, and it spits out what we call the Payment Condition Index. This is The numbers you see here are averages. Uh, The majority of our city is in good uh, condition. However, our city is new, right? So that pavement is going to deteriorate over time. So we need to continue to invest in the maintenance of that pavement. Investing early on in the life of the pavement is the best strategy. uh, When you wait for the pavement to reach at the end of its useful life or become extremely deteriorated, those repairs come uh, much more costly. Uh, But if we can put an overlay on it or resurface the road is even better. uh, Those repairs are relatively inexpensive when considering the larger repairs that would normally be needed. So again, about $11 million is needed annually to keep our PCI where it currently stands. And without a, that additional investment, that PCI uh, will continue to deteriorate over time and resulting in higher ultimate cost for the city in the long run. The strategies that we use to address uh, payment, Uh, we have a five-year, I'm sorry, we have an approximately seven to ten-year cycle where we overlay all of our residential streets, Uh, so we we have a very robust program. When I say five years, we have a five-year plan. You can actually see when your street is scheduled to be maintained within the next five years if it's on the list. If it's not on the list, it'll be there soon, and it'll likely be within the next five-year window as we try to maintain that 10-year program. This money could certainly be used to help enhance that and and shorten that cycle. to, to roughly seven years, seven, eight years is probably the ideal range. Um, that's one of the strategies there. Another strategy that we could utilize measure funds for is focusing on larger repairs and maintenance of our major arterial roads. Uh, typically, those roads would require some major grant funding or a large investment by the city uh, that would take away from our ability to resurface roads, so this money could certainly be used for projects that would address Uh, major roads like Elbow Boulevard, Sheldon Grand Line, etc. We'd love to hear from you this evening. Which roads you feel are most important uh, to maintain? We uh, could—another strategy we use is we, you know, repair potholes reactively. Um, We actually go out and proactively maintain roads that are in uh, more deteriorated states uh, to where we—what we call base repairs, where the actual base of the road, beneath the pavement, has failed. And so we go out and we address those as well. Another strategy that we could use, and you'll see this as a common theme throughout our slides because we do such a good job of doing this already, is leveraging the local funds, i.e. Measure E dollars, to get federal and state grants that would be used to do those larger projects throughout the city. When it comes to traffic congestion, in 2019, the city developed the Traffic Congestion Management Plan. It was uh, presented to the city council, and it includes Various strategies for ways to address traffic congestion. Uh, we can't build our way out of all of the traffic congestion. There simply isn't enough room. And in fact, in the state of California, uh, adding lanes is starting to become frowned upon as a as a means by which to reduce traffic congestion. They actually are starting to think that it may induce traffic congestion or sprawl and growth in certain areas. So the traffic congestion management plan. Uh, it, it has other strategies that can be used in addition to expansion, including intelligent transportation systems. This would include things like sim- signal synchronization, additional data collection, adding cameras. Uh, it, it, the list goes on and on. So those strategies are, are listed out in our traffic congestion management plan. I know some some of you maybe here in the room have talked in the past about other strategies. So again, we're certainly happy to hear from you this evening about what those might be. Another important component of our traffic congestion management plan is considering alternative modes of transportation, providing alternative modes like bike travel, making it more convenient and safe so that people actually choose to get out of their vehicles rather than just getting in their vehicles so they can reach their destination in an alternative way. Uh, we certainly talked about roadway expansion, that's obviously a need. Things such as the White Lock Interchange, the Camaro Road Extension, providing additional opportunities for travel east and west across the city are very important. Uh, Certainly, measure e-funds aren't going to build our way out of it, so leveraging those monies for grant funds is a a very important strategy, Uh, again, that we do a a fantastic job at currently, Uh, but this would present another opportunity potentially if if the community feels that's important, so again, love to hear about that. And then finally, uh, keeping our systems in a good state of repair, similar to pavement, avoids costly repairs in the future. So we want to make sure that we invest properly into maintaining our electronics, traffic signals, pavements, etc., in order to avoid possible repairs down the line. And that's all I have. So, Phil, toss it
5: over to you. Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, my name is Phil Lewis. I'm the Parks and Recreation Administrator for Kassumnet CSD. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, park maintenance and the things that you experience when you're out and enjoying our 102 parks uh, in our system of, of parks and recreation. Uh, one of the things we talk about is equitable park maintenance. And so when you're out at one of our parks in some of our newer communities, you may notice uh, the, um, the landscaping and uh, the look and feel of your experience in our park system it may look different than some uh, of the other parks within our park system. And so we're trying to get to a point where, regardless of um, where you live in town, that uh, you can go to a park and feel safe, uh, that it feels welcoming, uh, that um, community members are are proud of their park system and and the turf that is out there to be utilized for uh, the soccer fields or the the baseball or softball fields, uh, that it is safe and usable and uh, that that everyone can enjoy themselves out uh, while uh, utilizing our park facilities. We obviously, uh, when you have that, there's an improved and sustained appearance of the park. Uh, So we're looking at strategies around that for um, how do we ensure that there is that equity lens that is really applied across our system of of parks and facilities. Additionally, looking at enhanced safety and access. Uh, So knowing that obviously accessibility is something that we want for everyone in our community to be able to come and access our parks and facilities and so looking at potentially utilizing Measure E funding for park lighting improvements. Uh, We know some of our our parks in our system were developed uh, decades ago, and the infrastructure that's there uh, is not uh, up-to-date for current lighting standards and accessibility, and so looking at how do we uh, evaluate uh, not only how our our parks look and feel during the daytime hours, but also recognizing that, uh, particularly in the winter hours when it gets dark earlier, Uh, that we still want to get out and enjoy our system of of parks and and pathways uh, to the best of our abilities. Additionally, with that sidewalk and pathway repairs, uh, we do own and maintain a large inventory of sidewalks. So if you imagine 102 parks and the acreage that we own and maintain, uh, the sidewalks that are adjacent to those parks, as well as any of the pathways that run. Our park system and connect to our amazing uh, trail system as well. I want to make sure that the uh, the pathways and the sidewalks are maintained uh, to an appropriate level, that they're safe, that they're usable. Uh, we are um, a newer city, uh, but we also have some older infrastructure in certain parts of town that are getting up to their life cycle replacement. So, being able to go out and make sure that uh, our our sidewalks and our pathways are accessible and usable by Uh, all members of our community. Additionally, with tree maintenance, uh, we um, own and maintain up to uh, 48,000 trees in our inventory. And so making sure that, you know, as we saw just a few weeks ago, during the winter storm events, um, you know, we we all enjoy trees and want to make sure that they're around and uh, providing shade and and, uh, the urban tree canopy for our natural environment. Um, We also want to make sure that they are maintained in an appropriate way. So making sure that we are um, uh, looking at the pruning frequencies, um, if if they're at an appropriate level, uh, potentially looking at a dedicated urban forester to help maintain those trees in a healthy and appropriate way, and preservation of our historic trees in our system. Uh, We are fortunate enough to have a lot of uh, historic oak trees especially. Uh, but other trees that have been here well before uh, the city was established, and we want to make sure that those trees are here for future generations as well. Uh, one of the other uh, items, safety and access wise, that resources could go towards is our Park Ranger program. And if you were here for the public safety component, we spoke a little bit about it. Uh, so I'm not going to get into detail, but we have uh, three park rangers dedicated for our 102 parks. And so if you imagine, uh, our parks are open from sunrise until an hour after sunset, seven days a week, and we have three park rangers to help manage uh, that entire system. And so uh, looking at resources for our park ranger program in order to engage with the community and making sure that all community members are utilizing our system in a safe way. Um, One of the other things we talk about is uh, creating generational equity. And again, uh, with that, making sure that what is here for you as you were growing up in our community uh, will still be here for your children, your grandchildren, and their grandchildren moving forward, that they have those same types of opportunities and experiences. And so these are just some examples of things that we could do, um, including playground revitalization projects, uh, taking some of our older inventory of playgrounds, revitalizing them making sure we're using um, current um, uh, kind of processes of uh, ada accessibility making sure that we have uh, appropriate fall zones and all those things for our playgrounds also looking at some of our older infrastructure jerry fox Swim center renovations that is a uh, decades uh, old pool that is um, nearing its life cycle replacement so we need to really start to talk about How do we ensure that East Elk Grove has um, aquatic recreational opportunities for families that are living in that area? Um, Additionally, uh, irrigation system management. Um, So with the uh, over a thousand acres of uh, landscape and green space that we do maintain, making sure that we have appropriate controls in order to uh, manage that system. Uh, Technology changes and a lot of the infrastructure that is being utilized is a decade or, or more older. And so as that technology changes, making sure that we're keeping up and able to utilize our precious water resources, although today may not be the best day to talk about that, but you know, in drought conditions and otherwise, wanna make sure we're utilizing our water resources as well as possible. Uh, the Elk Grove Park Master Plan could also be uh, another piece to ensure that we're utilizing that uh, park space to its highest and best use. It's a 122 acre property uh, that has never formally had a, a chance for our community to, to talk about what we use that for and how we could envision using that into the future. And so making sure we're, we're using our resources to the best and highest use. And uh, very good transition, leveraging community support. So making sure that we are utilizing our community support and resources as much as we possibly can. Uh, we're often, um, uh, folks will reach out and want to engage in tree plantings or um, you know, how can we help do a landscape maintenance project or cleanup, or uh, install, uh, you know, the library boxes, things like that uh, in our park system, which is amazing. We are very happy to help support that. Um, but it does take, take time and resources in order to help coordinate those types of activities. So really making sure that we have uh, staff that are thinking about how to best engage our community support um, looking at the uh, volunteers that we have had in this last year for uh, the CSD uh, we had over six hundred thousand dollars worth of in-kind volunteer support to help support our programs and we'd love to be able to help leverage that in a more effective and strategic way so those are the items that I had on my list so I will... Maybe hand it over to Crystal or, okay. Um, So I know we're gonna be uh, breaking out into groups. This is your chance to uh, provide feedback to us. We'd love to engage in any of these topics a little bit further. And uh, any information that you can help provide, we'd be very excited to
1: continue that conversation. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Okay, so again, this is the point of the night. Some of you, most of you have been through this drill already, this section is parks. You're going to talk about the strategies that Phil just shared. Also come up with your own. The red dot, no, so we've switched it up tonight because you guys used a lot of my green dots. So, yellow dot is stuff that we like. The red dot remains stuff we don't like. And the blue dot is something that I'd like different. And if possible, please write like what you want different so we can capture that. Be kind, I have to take all of these and make sense of it. This one is gonna be traffic congestion. And we added a fun new element tonight with this map. So we're gonna say, hey, put a red dot where you think there's traffic concerns, safety, congestion, whatever, whatever concerns you. You'll See this little like red dot heat map here. And this has the traffic congestion strategies and solutions. And then over here is where we're gonna talk about maintaining pavement. So same drill as everyone, please. There's markers, there's stickies, there's everything. If you have any questions, there's a plethora of staff here. Um, thank you for coming tonight, this is our last of four, but um, yeah, please go, thank you.